in the heart of a champion there is a fire and the flames are controlled by burning desire to be the best you can be Trying to remember my verse. Oh, I, just, I think it was, uh, was it Micah? Hosea. It's Hosea oh, chapter 4, verse 1 and 6. I just wanted to read it, but yeah, it says, My people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. Yeah. In the heart of a champion. Somebody took Hosea out of my Bible. Is that where uh, There it is. There it is. is it's, right there behind, it's behind Hezekiah. Okay. So I, I went. Like that was just a quick, just sharp, hard right turn, kind of like my driving. It yep. just took a hard right turn as we the music began to roll. And I was thinking about our topic today, which, if you've already read on the uh, notes, is about journaling. And I was thinking, why, how did I get on this idea anyway? What brought me to this? And I was taken back immediately to Sunday here at the church and the message about the knowledge of God. And I think if I was to run that rabbit of how those two things are connected, in Hosea chapter 4 and verse 1, Hear the word of the Lord, ye children of Israel, for the Lord hath a controversy with the inhabitants of the land, because there is no truth, nor mercy, nor knowledge of God in the land. And then in verse 6 he says, My people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. And, it, and he, he says they've rejected knowledge. And, and where I see that line of thinking is, what I mentioned in the church on Sunday, as far as becoming a people that are growing in the knowledge of God, three things that we can do to help with that is, number one, go to the source of knowledge, which is the Word, which is Jesus himself and the Bible. Okay. The second thing I encourage the people to do in that, that, that message was to become thinking Christians, that we have to do more than just kind of set there out of obligatory listening and, you know, get, okay, we got the sermon for the day. And even when we approach our Bible reading and our, our devotional life, it, it's got to be more than just obligation and duty. We have to become thinking Christians if we're going to grow in the knowledge of the Lord. And the third thing I, I, I gave the folks was then to increase in the knowledge of God, you have to share what you are receiving. You have to take it and do something with it. And I believe that that is probably the reason that when we were discussing this week's podcast, I, I came back to the idea of journaling. Because journaling is an essential tool in helping us do all three of those things. So a way of introducing today's podcast would be to say that if we're going to increase in the knowledge of God, which the Bible tells us we should do, both Old Testament and New Testament, it's all through the pages, journaling is going to be a critical way that we do that. And so... Welcome to this edition of the Code of Man podcast, where we're going to be talking about the jewels of journaling. Ooh, that's catchy. I like that. The jewels of journaling. Well, after we introduce ourselves, I'll tell you where that comes from. But right. hey, this is Mike Overtrek Barnett for episode, what is this, 154-ish? I think so, yeah. I think it's 154. We, we can't keep track of all that stuff around here. We can't even remember which episode it was we talked about journaling before. We would have referenced it like the professionals do, but 
Spoiler alert. <laughs> we ain't pros. Yeah, well. Anyway, that would be the illustrious... Corey Easy Target Cantrell. I was going to say Dean Roland Napoleon Carmichael. Oh, yeah. Goodness. Yeah. But, I, but, you know, and you the, go fabulous, ahead. No, the fabulous. The no, fabulous. No, no, no. The self-proclaimed. No. Self-proclaimed <laughs> See, Easy Target. This is when we need a video <laughs> podcast because as he's sitting here saying, I'm joined with the illustrious, he's looking and pointing at me. Oh, I was going to say Dean Carmichael. Self-proclaimed illustrious <laughs> well, Corey Cantrell. He's just gonna happy a, to be He's going to make a note of where to edit that part out. <laughs> He but, just he just threw his notes away. He, he sure said, "I'm did. done. That's all I've got." But if you talk to the people that we don't know about, they would say he's the illustrious one. You got they that would. right, Skippy. Yeah. You know, I would really appreciate some support. Anybody that listens to our <laughs> podcast, it's like, man, I really like that Easy Target guy. If you could reach out to us at Code of Man Gen One Twenty Seven at Gmail dot com. So Corey's mom or grandmother, please. <laughs> at this us. point, I'll take anybody. Even 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 his wife. Yeah. Could, could write in. Yeah. We would yeah. accept it. Well, anyway, so thanks for being back, fellas. We've had a busy summer th- so far. So last week we we aired a a re-airing of our lessons from Long's Peak. But uh, this week we're back, and we have been thinking about this for a, f- a couple of days before we came in this morning and already had a wonderful day. We came out of a workout together this morning. That's been good. And now we get to come in here and work on some mental uh, exercises, if you will. So what we wanted to do was pull out our journals and – encourage one another and the listeners in the idea of journaling as a spiritual discipline. And like I said, we talked about this before last summer, but it comes back up as we, I think, are all continuing to reap the benefits of this practice and see the benefits of the practice. Now, just from our conversation, all three of us are at different levels of journaling as far as the amount we're doing or the ways in which we're doing it. But I think that's good. I think it brings something to the conversation because everybody can speak to where they are. And one of the most important things that I would always emphasize about journaling is there's no, quote, right way to do it. So it's not like, well, let's see what Napoleon does because obviously he's got it down. Or No, there is no. It's, it is a tool for you to use. It is, in a way, a lot like any other spiritual discipline. I mean, who can tell me the way to pray? Mm-hmm. Right, I mean the Bible gives us guidance on that. Jesus gives us examples of praying, but but prayer is a very personal thing too, and journaling is the same way. In fact, I would go so far as to say this: that journaling can be a very important and practical part of your prayer life. Yeah, and so I think that'll come up today. So, what is a journal? Uh, let me just ask you guys that question: when you hear the term or that question, what is a what is a journal or what is journaling? How would you answer that? I think to me, like a journal is almost synonymous with maybe like a log, like it, like it's it's a record. You're you're recording, whether the events of the day or your thoughts, and you're you're capturing them. And I think if I was to contrast maybe like the difference in a journal and a diary, a diary I think typically is more like where you're maybe capturing your feelings or your emotions or you know how you know certain responses. But whereas a journal is more like this is what I got, these are the lessons, this is what I'm wanting to hold on to and capture almost like a uh, like a historical record, maybe. Mm. Okay. Yeah, I, 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 I agree with that. Historical record, it's also a, a way to track your progress. It's a, it's a devotional book. It's, it's, it's a way, it goes beyond a diary to where you're just talking about your feelings, but you're also writing down a, a lot of... Uh, quotes and and things that are helping you grow and it's something that 
you want to write it to where other people can read it behind you because it's something that you want to be able to pass down. So it's definitely a record. Right. And I think a good way to say it, and the way I would always in- introduce like what a journal is, I would say it's a record of your journey mm-hmm. with God. What you just said was you, you made a differentiation between diary and journal, and you sort of implied that a journal is more of at least easy target. Journal's more of a, you didn't use these words, but it's kind of like a bullet point record of the events, not so much how you're feeling and thinking. But actually, if you go back into the old language, journal and diary are synonymous. In fact, just for an example, Noah Webster's definition of journal back in the 1800s is, number one, a diary, an account of daily transactions and events, or the book containing such account. Now, in other words, that sounds more like what you're using to de- to define journal, but he says a diary. Now, the reason I even bring that up is I think maybe maybe that's a an issue worth calling out that we have lived through a few generations of, and I don't know if this still exists, but dear diary. Yeah, yes, it, it's a culture thing, yeah, right? And it's, so it's taken it sort of made it feel like a diary is for girls. Well, and it, it, it's. TV shows or whatever it is, a diary normally is something that a teenage girl, 12, 13, 14 years old, very teeny boppy, writing about her crush. Mm -hmm. So when we hear the word diary, at least when I hear the word diary, that's what I associate it with. I think of wimpy kids. (laughs) Whereas a journal, I associate it with like, Mark Twain or Teddy Roosevelt, these guys had a log. More mature. Yes, it is, it's, they're writing down. Their, you can make a journal into a book. Mm-hmm. And I, th- I think you, you highlighted a good point, too. I think with our cultural idea of a diary, that's typically something very secret. You know, that you talk about you know a breach of confidence. Oh, you can't read my diary. That's got yeah. my deepest, darkest feelings. Whereas a journal is written in such a way like, if my children or my wife pick up my journal and read my journal... I, I'm not, I'm not concerned or like, oh, what, what are you doing? I'm writing about things in there that I mean, most of these are conversations that I've had with the other close people in my life, anyways. But I'm going to make the point: there's no right or wrong answer yeah. here, because I would say there are things in my journal I don't want people in my life right now to read, but I want it to be recorded so down the road they can look at it and see the journey that I was on with God. But that's my approach to it. Right. That's not the approach you may be using right mm-hmm. now. And so that that that's a wonderful thing to point out, and that's the reason I wanted to kind of flesh that out because some people may feel intimidated because they don't want to write their deepest, darkest feelings. Other people are intimidated to start because all they can do is think about their deepest, darkest feelings. Well, yeah. hey, there's no right or wrong. Right. As a matter of fact, uh, the last uh, he gives like four definitions for a journal, but he his last one is a paper published daily – or other newspaper, also the title of a book or a pamphlet, pamphlet published published at stated times. Hmm. So, in other words, I know he's talking about literally like we would think of, you know, the the Star Journal or Wall Street, whatever, Wall Street, Wall Street Journal. Journal. Yeah. But it is a, it does show us like this is that daily report of what has been going on, yeah, and or what is coming up. And so, there's really no right or wrong way to see it. But I, I just that's why I come back to. It is a record of your journey with God. And one thing's for sure, however we are journaling right now, if we continue this 10 years from now, we will journal differently. Some of it will be the same because we've built foundational approaches to it, and it's kind of a part of who we are, but we'll, we'll still make adjustments. We're strangers and pilgrims. We are on a journey, 
and journaling is a way to chronicle that. And as we go along through this conversation, we're going to highlight why that matters. But uh, I was thinking of it as, as you know introducing the idea biblically. Oh, and let me just throw this out. If you want a great example of a spiritual journal, just open the Psalms. Mm -hmm. In a way, though, that would be the example of what you were defining as a diary in modern lingo, but a uh, example of what you were defining in the way you're journaling, and mostly I'm speaking to Easy Target, the way you were defining it. I mean, look at the Proverbs. Mm -hmm. The Proverbs were almost like bullet points of nuggets of truth and wisdom learned and gleaned to be passed on and shared. The Psalms are like, man, this look, this is, man, this guy was going through some stuff. He was thinking some stuff. He was feeling some stuff. And it calls us into it to find relatability. And both of those work. I mean, we tell people all the time, man, you read the Psalms and Proverbs. They help you to grow spiritually. Right. So I think those are two great examples biblically of, of what a journal or a diary would look like. Sure. Yeah. The definition that you gave earlier, pretty much, they're one and the same. Mm -hmm. But I think it's just, just to summarize that, it's just the culture kind of makes us define it differently. But I like how you said it. There's really no right or wrong way. Because some days, I'll be honest with you, I'm lacking. It's like a bullet point, like, you know, just very, okay, here's what I read. Here's what I did. I mean, just very basic. Sometimes not even what I did. Other days, it is just... Eighth grade girl, dear diary, here's what happened. Tears are staining the pages. <laughs> yeah, I have coffee stained pages. Oh, overtrek, not. Uh, hey, man, I got tear, coffee, and blood stains in pages of my my oh, journals. Snap! Wow. Oh, yeah, I'm. It's, you get attacked by something while you were writing down. <laughs> well, sometimes we're writing BRB. out in the wilderness, you know. <laughs> yeah, sometimes yeah. you're you're nursing wounds yeah. <laughs> in every way, shape, and form. Bloodborne pathogens right there in your journal. So basically, it's like a treasury of gifts from God. That's how we would like to portray journaling to you, the listener. The words that we receive from the Lord Jesus or from the Holy Spirit, words from the Scriptures, which that we receive maybe in our devotional time or even just our thought through the day, but a time when we can sit down and capture all that, and we're able to write it down and keep it, and that helps us to remember. And it is really one of the most precious possessions that you will have in in life is that journal. This book, and that we we have, I don't know if you, you guys have some with you, but um, I could probably at this point fill up a couple of solid bookshelves with journals from the past, I don't know, I don't remember when I first started journaling, but it would have been sometime around 2001, 2002. And again, early on, it was it was not every day and sometimes once a week or something, But uh, and sometimes they've been short little paragraphs or little bullet notes, and other times it, or it's developed into what it is now. But all of that is a precious thing to have. Of all the things that I hold in a phys as a physical possession, that I one day look forward to handing off to my children, to my family, it is my journals. You know, a lot of people think about, man, I got a car, I got guns, I got this or that. A lot of good things you can give to your children, right? Mm -hmm. But there is nothing in my life that I, I will be thankful to hand off than these books right here. And that's the, the one of the beautiful things about it. Um, once you learn how to use a journal, it becomes that kind of a precious treasury to you. Um, and again, there is a no set how to, and we're going to just flesh out ways we do it. But here, here's what fascinates me is how God himself keeps a journal. And I shared this with you guys the other day as we were preparing to come do this. Malachi chapter three, verse 16 and 17. 
Then they that feared the Lord. By the way, for context, it'd be great to go back and read prior to these verses because it's like all these things as God is saying, you've done this. And they said, where did we do that to you? How did we do that to you? And there's all these conflicts. But then verse 16 says, then they that feared the Lord, like here's that other group that's really seeking God, spake often one to another, and the Lord hearkened and heard it, and a book of remembrance was written before him for them that feared the Lord and that thought upon his name. And they shall be mine, saith the Lord of hosts, in that day when I make up my jewels, and I will spare them as a man spareth his own son that serveth him. And in that passage is where I landed on this title, the, the Jewels of Journaling, because God has this journal, this book of remembrance that he is keeping about those who think of him and speak of him often, and he says, they're going to be my jewels. I'm collecting this as my great treasury, the record of their life. And so when I think about you know, this book of remembrance or scroll of record, you got to ask, well, what is God recording about us? And there's a couple other passages I want to mention, but, but that, that verse in Malachi, or those two verses in Malachi tell us that, and I'd like to think about this in terms of applying to our own journaling, but in God's book of remembrance, his scroll of record, he's writing down our words of to and about him. Mm-hmm. That's what that passage in Malachi says. So as we sit here right now talking about God and his goodness and his work in our life, God somehow, beyond our ability to know how he does it or whatever, but he's making a record of that. This conversation is going into God's journal. Now, man, that just that just stirs your heart. That mm-hmm. excites you when you think about that. And every time we pray, Every prayer we pray goes into God's journal. He's got a journal about my life, and he's writing it down. And that's wonderful to remember that my prayers are eternal, you know? And I'll tell you something. If you can get a hold of this spiritual truth right here, man, this is dynamic. It changes your life. Definitely changes your day-to-day conversations. Well, well. yeah, it reminds you what Jesus said, that give an account of every idle word spoken, yeah. right? But but even just take that out of it. Not that we dismiss that, but if you just took that out of it and say, hey, every day God's looking to make a record of, of my conversations about him and to him. So how much am I talking about yeah. God and to God? Is he going to have anything to write down? Yeah. It makes me think of how we Photoshop our pictures. Uh, we have a kind of running joke at work. Um, so back in the day, we called it catfishing. So, you know, you're on the Internet. You think you're talking to a blonde-headed bombshell, but really you're talking to some fat guy, and, you know, I mean, they, they, they're using a fake picture. Well, you think about it, that's how people are still. Like, you'll see a picture of a person, and it's like, okay, and then you meet them in real life, and it's like, okay, that looks nothing like them. They, they've doctored this up. You know, they got a jawline. They look Well, when we're in control of how people perceive us, we'll doctor things up. But yet, here we are. You know, when, when you when you think about, okay, God's recording this and all that we say, you know, God's there with us, we we just live as if he's not. Mm-hmm. We just, there's all these idle words and there's all, but yet we take so much time to, with other things to try to, you know, like if we actually live that way, what I'm trying to say is if we actually live that way, how more careful would our words be? How more... You know, because if, if, we, if we were able to actually write them down, it would be much different than what we actually said. I think that's, to that point, is even in Malachi why there's this, it's a sudden, like, turn in the, in the narrative of, 
you know, you've robbed me of tithes. You've, you know, yeah. and, and they're like, when, when did we do that? And then all of a sudden, verse 16, like, then they that feared the Lord. There's this whole separate group over here that yeah. in the midst of all this hypocrisy and junk, they're over here saying, well, they're not saying anything about themselves. They're over here talking about God, and they're speaking to one another about God. And God is saying, now, see, that's what I'm interested in right there. Well, again, that reminds me of Jesus' words. He says, you know, this people, you know, they honor me with their lips, but their heart is far from me. Yeah. You don't want to be a part of the honoring with the lips, right. with the heart far from. You want to be a part of the people whose heart is is in pursuit of God because he He honors that. Yeah, cause we, we can edit this thing all we want and go back and write stuff in, but the truth of the matter is God's got a record. We are what we are. Yep. Well, then, I, I, a couple more verses that tell us about God's journaling. The second thing I notice is God records our trials, our griefs, and our sufferings. Psalm 56 and verse 8. Thou tellest my wonderings, put thou my tears into thy bottle. Are they not in thy book? Now, we could pursue that thought throughout the scriptures, and I think you're going to find over and over and over again how God looks at, pays attention to, comes into the grief of his people, the suffering of his people, but that verse right there tells me specifically that God has a book to write down my griefs and my pains and my sufferings. Personally, I think it's the same book. Can I prove that? Like anybody could prove that, right? Yeah. But I, I like to think of it this way, that God has a journal of my life. And in that journal, not only is he writing down all my conversations about him and my prayers to him, but he's writing down all the griefs and the sufferings that I go through. You know, my tears. You take my wonderings and my tears, and you put them in your book. What would even be the point of that? Why would God write down those things about us in the book? I mean, my, where I immediately go to is if it's the things that we are suffering in his name, that we are suffering on behalf of him, that would factor in towards you know, the rewards that we will stand before him one day when he pulls out the record of, look, this is a life of faithfulness. Everything that you thought you did that... Yeah, what did my life really amount to? This is the record of all the stuff that actually mattered. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, also, just how much he cares about us. I mean, he's got, not only does he know how many hairs are on our head, but and he keeps a record because he, he wants to know. I mean, he, you know, he knows, but he wants to, he, he wants to be involved in our life. It's, yeah, I mean, if you just say it that way, like, we're just that important to him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, who really cares? Name 10 people right now that care enough about you that are willing to, to, to take note of every heartache, pain, suffering you've got, right? Ten might, it's an arbitrary number, but you know what I'm saying. Yeah. yeah. Like, generally, people are wrapped up in themselves. That'd be pretty humbling. Man, God, who it's all about him, seems in these crazy kind of ways, by his grace, to make us feel like it's all about us. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I think he heaps that upon us so that in turn it actually does become more all about him. Yes. I mean that's right. a fascinating thing. And you talk about the, you know, when when we're at the judgment, Revelation twenty and verse twelve, I saw the dead, small and great, stand before God, and the books were open. You know, we talk about the book of life. That's an important book to be in. Yes. And uh we talk about there's probably, you know, books that have the the judgments written down, whatever. You know, there's all these books. But I think when I read that verse, I think about these books that Malachi speaks of and the psalmist speaks of. One more I'll mention. I think the Bible teaches us that God is recording all of his plans for us and his thoughts about us. Now, remember, the first one, Malachi, he's recording our thoughts about him. But I believe God's also recording his thoughts about us. 
Psalm 139, verse 16 through 18. Listen to these words. Man, if you ain't, if you ain't already tore up, you're about to be, okay? Here we go. Thine eyes did see my substance, yet being unperfect. And in thy book all my members were written, which in continuance were fashioned, when as yet there was none of them. How precious also are thy thoughts unto me, O God! How great is the sum of them! If I should count them, they are more in number than the sand. When I awake, I am still with thee. I want you to think about, and, and I, it, I didn't go back and, you know, we could, maybe I could do this, but when you're a parent waiting on a child to be born, you think about that child. You have thoughts for that child. Mothers, certainly, probably, if they're journaling in any kind of way, they're writing down their thoughts about that child. That verse, that passage tells us that before we were even formed in the womb, God was making notes about us. Man, does that not just blow your heart up in a good way? Yeah. And then, then once we have been fashioned and come forth, how precious are his thoughts, how great the sum of them. It's like God can't journal enough about us. Now, there's a bazillion people God's keeping up with, right? I don't know how he does it, but he's doing it. That's an amazing thing. So God's recording our words to and about him. He's recording our trials, our griefs, our sufferings. He's recording his plans for us and his thoughts about us. Those are great examples of the kind of things that you and I could be journaling about as well. Sure. All right. So that kind of lays down a foundation for the journaling, and uh, which I think can be very, very helpful moving forward. We need to talk about ways we're doing it. And, and what we've learned as far as how it's helpful. So I think what we'll do is we'll stop right there. We've sort of introduced the idea of journaling, and I think if you can spend some time just pondering over God's way of journaling about you, that'll be a big help. And we'll come back next week for part two of this and discuss some of the practical ways we've benefited from journaling and give some tips on what's helped us to, to be good and effective at doing it. And so until next time, have a great week. We'll see you then. In the heart of a champion, there is a fire, and the flames are controlled by burning desire, to be the best you can be, so everyone will see. the heart of a champion.